Welcome back to Weekly EP. My name is Cody Swanson. Each episode, we have on guest musicians from all over the world and different genres who premiere a brand new 10 to 20 minute album written and recorded in just seven days. This is episode 15 with Clayton Eddy from Rochester, New York in the US. And Clayton is in a two person group called Buffalo Sex Change. The other member, Phil, aka Beef Gordon, was our very first guest on the show. So I was super happy to get Clayton on here as well. And it turns out that this was Clayton's first go at digital multi-track recording for his own songs, but you wouldn't know it. And then later we also get into his usual and somewhat practical, but I think also unusual recording method. We also talk about motorcycle sidecars, recordings versus live performances, and trying to write timeless songs during a pandemic. And anyway, the point is, I think you'll really enjoy the album and the chat. As always, we'll start with a short intro, listen to the new record in full, and then dive into the creative process. First, here's a taste of that record. I could change all my plans, oh, oh. Mexico. What is your name? My name's Clayton Eddy. All right. And what is the name of your music project, if you have one? What I'm, what you're going to hear today is just my name, Clayton Eddy, but I am in like a band called Buffalo Sex Change. That's a two-piece. And I also like, the last year I started like this kind of French pop band called La Cheetah, which I feel like <laughs> the, the last song on this EP is kind of in that vein. Cool. Well, I definitely have to check that out. Yeah, I think we have one recorded song, but it's okay. I don't think I even put it out. It's like, like I said, I I kind of just purchased like a little Mac Mini and like this recording program. So I'm I've been trying to like start the process of recording that project. So cool. Soon, hopefully. All right. All right. Nice. Where was this record recorded? Uh, Rochester, New York. Okay, cool. And why did you decide to do a weekly EP? Well, because, you know, we're friends. I heard you're doing it. And Phil was like, like he did the first one with Beef Gordon. So he was like, hey, like Cody's doing this cool podcast, weekly EP. And and I was like, yeah, I definitely am interested in doing that. You know, it's I think I need sometimes you need like a little push to like force yourself to, you know, finish projects or like create something and it's kind of like a test too to see if you can do it nice would you say that the uh these four songs are sort of an extension of the kind of music that you normally do or was this something a little bit different so yeah i, w- I would say like these are just my songs you know cool except like like i said like the smoke alone my cigarette is more inspired by what i think like french music sounds like <laughs> the sand what you know plus without 
I would, if I was doing it in the French project, I would sing it in French, but like, you know. Are you fluent in French? Not at all. <laughs> so you just learn the, the lyrics that you want to sing for the songs in French? For the most part, like I just, that's mainly just like creating like cool jivey music and then like saying like one line phrases over it in French, like sac le bleu or like. <laughs> Mon cherry, you know, just like sexy nice. sound and stuff. I was like, con- cool. I was contemplating doing this weekly EP in that character, like Lachita stuff, but mm-hmm. I, I chose to do it this way. So, okay. So, the last question then of this intro section before we listen to the record is bike, car, skateboard, jet ski, or bus? What's, so what's the question? <laughs> Which one do I prefer? If it's if for bike, can I also be like motorcycle? Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Yeah, so I would do like a, a motorcycle with a sidecar because, uh, you know, my, I have a fiancé and we have a, an amazing, wonderful dog named Zizi that I love with all of my heart. And so, you know, I can't leave her behind if I'm going on a trip, going somewhere. She's always down mm-hmm. for the adventure, so I need a little sidecar for her to ride in. So I think I'd go with a sidecar motorcycle. Nice. That sounds like a good adventure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's dive into the record then. So would you like to introduce the name or you know that kind of thing? So yeah, uh, the name of the EP album is uh, Summer Feels. And I, I feel like this summer has, has been like, you know, it's just starting, but what's happening in our, in the world right now with the virus and all that, it's like people are like trying to get out of the house and like from the album cover, I, I found that photo of like that lady who like sunbathes out of her window because she doesn't want to go outside. So it's kind of a lot of the songs I think have a lot of that in it, like subconscious, like how, like when I was writing them there, a lot of them are about like, the how I'm feeling or how people are feeling through all the social distancing and not being able to do like all the stuff you used to be able to do. Interpret as you will, you know. <laughs> all right. Well, we will just jump into it then. This is Summer Feels by Clayton Eddie. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah. 
yours is the party
cigarette I can feel it In my lungs In my heart Smoke alone my cigarette You cannot join me I don't have another cigarette for you Smoke alone my cigarette Under the sun It's just you and me From now on just kind of jump forward yeah totally totally <laughs> you do your thing man i'm just along for the ride <laughs> <laughs> okay cool then in that case we will uh dive into the creative process of things okay i would like to first ask you about the instruments that you use to make these songs yes so the first instrument that i've ever played was uh, a a bass guitar that was my main instrument i feel like most people don't really know that about me i mean friends do but like most people don't know it because like all the bands i'm in i'm playing drums or i'm not playing bass so anyways i traded in like an old bass that i had i've had it for a long time and i just never played it and i got like a little mustang fender bass mm. so i've been using that a lot I also used this Fender Stratocaster that I was gifted. I can't remember now, like six years ago. My, it was pretty much my first, it is my first electric guitar, my one and only. Yeah, I, I recognize the, uh, I think the tremolo bar on that, on a couple of the songs. Yeah, yeah. It's uh. fun to kind of throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I used that and, um, you know, I play standing up drums so I just use a floor tom and a snare. As you can hear on the record, there's, I don't really like to record cymbals because I never really, I don't, I don't know, I never really like the sound of it. So when I record myself at home, like I never record like a crash or anything. I just use other percussion like claps and tambourine. You know, I really like percussion, like, a, you know, being a drummer and a bass player, like I really like to make that more of like the sound of the song rather than overdoing it with guitars and all that but mm -hmm. and i don't think i think that's pretty much all i used besides you know my voice a lot of background vocals stuff like that and i know that you said that you had just gotten a new computer and a new like you kind of started doing software recording like what's what's your setup regarding that in terms of software interface that kind of thing yeah so i i got like a mini computer it's really small and that obviously comes with garage band so learning that program like with with the band i'm in buffalo sex change like phil uses garage band so i've seen him using it i've never like really like done any of the mixing or anything so it's it was pretty much like a new beast for me and then i picked up a uh the interface i'm using is a behringer 404 so it has, has like four inputs for 
vocals, but for the most part, I'm only using two inputs. But so if I do any of the any of the drums on the on the recordings are pretty much I just mic one of the drums and hit it in the spots it needs to be hit. So it's a little bit more difficult. It's not like probably the best way of doing it, but it's how I'm doing it because I'm figuring shit out. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds it sounds fine. It sounds good, you know. So cool. Thank you. Sometimes the quote unquote correct way doesn't really matter as long as it sounds good. I think that's like important to think about when you're recording your music is like if if you've never recorded before, like you're used to hearing what it sounds like live or whatever. And like sometimes it's more interesting to get an interesting or different recording of it and have like a slightly different version than you do live because you can and like you can like control sounds and add different stuff and yeah i've always kind of thought too that it's nice when a band has a different sound live than they do recorded not so different that the songs don't have the same connection points you know emotionally or yeah it's like a, it's a fine line you know yeah yeah but it, but when it, when you see a band and it's you know po- popular bands that people are fans of and they see them live and you know someone asks how was it? And they say it was fine. It just, they sounded exactly like they do on their records. So it was kind of boring. Yeah. Speaking on that is like the difference of recording live and like, and live performance, obviously like I'm just one person. So these songs are like, obviously I'm not playing them with the live sound, like anywhere. It's kind of, I don't know, like the first track starts off slow and then there's like the chorus part which is like the bass and drums come in. And then when the verse comes back, it all drops out again. Like I had no idea that was going to happen. You know, I, I thought it was just going to be a guitar and, and vocal background vocal song. This is one of the f- earlier songs I did when I started it. And then halfway through, I was like, I don't know. I just like sat down with the bass. Cause like maybe I'll add bass. And then, then I did that bass line over the chorus and it just happened. And it was, I was like, Oh, this is cool. Like, I, I like this song so much better now. The subject of the song, the themes of it, tell me if I'm off base completely here, but it sort of had this interesting vibe of being a sort of lustful or sensual song, but it was kind of about like resisting urges, but then actually asking the other person to re- to resist the urges because you don't have the self-control to. Yeah, definitely. It's very, it's a very sexual song. Like it's, it's about, you know, I mean, I, it's not a personal story because like, you know, <laughs> I live with the woman of my, my dreams, you know, but it's kind of, but it's kind of like an idea of like what's happening right now are people, people who, are, who may be single or whatever that are like isolated at home and, they, and like they have those sexual urges and the one person in this case the male side is like, like, yo, you can't like, you know, I understand that you're like wanting some physical <laughs> touch, but like, uh, you yeah. can't, you know, I, you know, I'm kind of feeling that too, but you can't come over tonight or don't come over. Cause you know, right. Dating in the time of Corona. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel for those people. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it, the people that are, we're just happy enjoying more casual relationships and then those that were actually looking for more solid committed long-term ones if yeah if they miss that that cutoff then 
it's a weird period for sure yeah definitely that's that's kind of like it's it's kind of like like i was saying like the feels like how people are feeling through these you know these times that's why it's kind of like the type the album covers like summer feels like there's different each song mm. kind of has like different emotions or feelings so i think yeah the four songs i think all have like different like emotions i guess or guess thoughts of how you're feeling during these times i guess you know there's a number of quarantine or corona songs that are making their way around the internet that are just kind of uh like obvious blatant yeah blatant and and boring to me at least in their attempt to tackle that subject totally and and a lot of them are kind of comical these are like little satirical things or, you know, like really like long run on verses of just descriptions, literal descriptions of things that are going on. And it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely, I get it. And I can feel that, you know, I'm happy people are able to express themselves in that way. But, uh, from a, a song standpoint that you might want to listen to a year from now. That, that's how, that's kind of how I've, I've always kind of felt about like songwriting personally is that like, I think the most thing I'm trying to make solid is the music that speaks more to what I'm feeling than the words do. And then the vocals or the lyrics or whatever, I usually write the lyrics last. Like I'm not like a lyric guy, you know, I'm not, that's not my first thing where I'm having a notebook full of lyrics. When I wrote the music to this song or all these songs, I like had to make a title for it. And like whatever I was feeling or thinking in that moment, I like just wrote it down. So the, this the first track was uh, don't I had don't come over tonight was the original title, so then I kind of was like okay that's something I can work with, but I, I still like leave the lyrics like pretty open like like you said it's like this can be something you hear for it can be related to like any time or like any situation not necessarily just like coronavirus times. <laughs> yes, because hopefully at some point eventually in some time period in the future this will not be the overriding aspect of reality there'll be some other catastrophe i'm sure but uh yeah you know but but hopefully it won't be the one defining thing of the current moment at some point for sure yeah uh, i don't know when i don't know when that's going to be but uh in regards to the idea of naming the songs about what you're feeling at that moment the song number two, I want to go to Mexico. Yeah, I think I, that was a, that was the third song I wrote. And I was like, I think I had like, so the first ones I wrote were Don't Come Over and My Lover. And those kind of, those ones I think have a very similar sound. Like, so then when I was doing, I was trying to write another song and I, I think I wrote it like, I don't know, I had like two days left of the seven days and I, I think I had a total of five or six songs and like some of them just weren't, I couldn't like finish them. And so like, I was like, I need, I need to write something simple and something that's maybe more lighthearted. I don't know. So one night before dinner, like I kind of just like did a voice memo on my phone and played this guitar part. And it's more about like, uh, yeah, I'm supposed to like my, my fiance and I are supposed to get married this year with, with what's all going on right now. Like we kind of, yeah had to cancel the wedding and like we talked about going on our honeymoon to like mexico so that's kind of where that is that's kind of what that's about 
but it's like you know i'm not really talking about like it's you know it's not the sad side it's kind of just like yo like let's get out of here let's just go to mexico kind of like a fun adventurous i was visualizing like a a really fast old convertible <laughs> yeah. you know just shooting from rochester down to mexico it'd be a el camino you know that's my dream car is el camino <laughs> okay right on and then, uh, yeah, so you said that song three, My Lover, is that's one of the ones you wrote along with the Don't Come Over around the same time. Yeah, so I think they both have like that tremoloed guitar. I guess I did it in the same day, so it's, I was on the same train of thought. But yeah, that one, I titled it My Lover, and then I was like, you know, I live with my lover. So like, I'll, and I'm actually really bad at writing like love songs. I feel like... Mm-hmm. It's way more easier to write about like heartache and being fucked over or like, you know, being heartbroken. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Everybody can relate to that too. So it's like, you know, it's kind of like a, mm-hmm. people love that shit. Like they love hearing that, those kind of songs. <laughs> and I'm one of them, you know, I love hearing sad bastard songs, but I really wanted to write something that was, I feel like, the, I don't know, the lyrics are very simple and like, there's not a lot of description in them. Just a little bit, but. I think it's, but, you know, my fiance, Katerina, and I, like, know exactly what those moments are. And I feel like it means a lot. She knows what I'm talking about. And, like, she can get the references that I'm saying. And, yeah. And it's kind of just, like, capturing of, of moments. And, like, you know, I'm, we're isolated together. And I'm having a great time with her, you know. I'm not, like, oh, I need my space. Yeah. Like, like this is, it's great, you know. I agree. It's very hard to write a quote-unquote love song that's like a positive love song and yeah what i appreciated was that there are some of the lines in it um i might begin this sort of wrong but yours is the body i want to hold or touch through it all yeah Um, through it all yeah yeah that's just uh that's such a simple statement but it's like such a grand uh meaning to it you know so it has this almost mechanical syntax but then yeah when you actually like think about what that means it is a very romantic and very kind of uh enduring kind of statement which is which i thought was really nice and similar to i I think in what you would say in the second verse which is sort of describing waking up next to someone and watching the sun on their skin and how you're going to remember that moment or remember that um experience yeah exactly like well, that's what I mean about like, um, like that's the statement of like, you're just the body that I want to hold. Like, I feel like it's a very basic statement, but between her and I, like that statement, it means so much more because like when you hold somebody, there's so many different ways of like, you know, how you touch somebody mm-hmm. that just saying that to a person that you've lived with or, or in a relationship with, you know, hopefully will bring forth like memories of times that we've touched each other or held each other so it has like way more depth and meaning and like when i was writing that part where like you know when i when i see see her in the morning like it's i mean this like it's reality like i've i've woke up in the mornings and i just see like her face on the pillow next to mine and i'm like holy shit like how the fuck did i get so lucky you know what i mean it's like damn i wrote the song so like i'm telling you what it's about but like i feel like if someone hears this and like they could play it or they can even think about, you know, their lover or like whoever it is and have, and like they can remember their experiences. So it's not so, 
I feel like my lyrics aren't so like literal that I can only be like one person or one moment. Right. And I always kind of like liked mm. that idea of like leaving songs open so that anybody can attach their feelings to it, you know? And there's some quote that I read, uh, maybe on Reddit. I don't know. <laughs> <And> it was <laughs> uh, someone was saying, once you release the song, it's no longer yours. And the meaning is no longer yours. Mm hmm. Totally. That's how I've like, that's how I've always listened to music is like, you know, a lot of times in music, you can't even understand what most people are saying. And like, I don't know, for, for example, like one of my favorite bands is that band Cocteau Twins uh -huh. and like she sings in a made up language and like, <laughs> but that music's so like powerful. You know, I listened to it all the time when I was like in my early twenties. So I don't know. So like, yeah, like I really like that kind of, style of music where it's more about the tone and the tone of even like the diction of how you sing it and like the tone of the music i think that is a you know plays a bigger role in like how you make someone feel rather than like the lyrics but i mean i really like good lyrics too right like i think people who write good lyrics are like amazing and i really you know respect that but me personally like i have not refined that and for myself and like it's also like i don't it's not one of my main focuses on what i want to make right well I, you know i would say don't uh you know don't get a big ego about it but also don't knock yourself too much you know i think your lyrics are pretty on point you know they're not uh you know hey mr tambourine man kind of yeah yeah <laughs> but they're uh they're they're very solid lyrics i mean compared to oh, like 90 percent of music out there you know yeah yeah totally so, I mean, I totally get what you're saying. I, I think I come at a little bit more lyric forward, but I totally get the other side of it too, because I think you're right that the emotionality or God, I don't even know if that's a real word, but the, the emotional <laughs> uh, feeling from, from the music is sort of the, the lasting impression. It's not whatever is going on in the lyrics necessarily. Yeah. Pretty much how I do it is like, I'll record the guitar part and like, I'll, I usually come up with like a melody line, like vocally, but I just like, I pretty much just like say gibberish while I'm writing it. And I try to do it while I come up with the idea. And like, I'll have that recording of what I was vocally, like melodically saying. And if I, if I say any English at all in it, like sometimes it's like a subcon, I always think it's like a subconscious, like a word will pop out and you'll be like, that's. I can, I can work with that. So that, that kind of like, there's something inside me that's like, this song should be that, you know? And then like, I'll kind of go back over like the gibberish melody that I did and be like, oh, what does it sound like I'm saying here? <laughs> with the idea of like, I'm going to write about my lover. So like, what does it sound like I, I said here? And then like, that's kind of how I do it. That's cool. So you kind of interpret yourself almost. Yeah. Cause like, I kind of really love like, uh, sometimes the first thing that you come out with is the best mm -hmm. you know and then once you start refining and refining and refining the song like you start to lose more and more of the original idea and sometimes for the better sometimes not you know if i do have a chance to re-record or, or remake a song that i recorded as a kind of a, as a quick demo i usually like the original better no matter what even if the second version has better singing and doesn't have the mistakes and better instrumentation there's always something about the original that just kind of keeps pulling me back and it's frustrating. 
because then sometimes it, it yeah to- sometimes totally. you really want to make a better version of that song because you really like the song you're like i'm going to make a great recording of this and then you're still stuck with the the imperfect kind of uh, messed up one a lot of the demos that i've made like i said are i use a loop pedal so pretty much like i'll write a bass line and then for i'll play the whole bass line for the whole song and then like do the guitar part then do like the drums but like you know I, I did it all that way it's like really rough and then like i'll play it out of my amp and record it onto my phone through voice memo jesus <laughs> and those so i have like all these demos and like i'll send them over to phil if they're for buffalo sex change so he'll have like a full song because like you know if we're at practice and i'm playing the drums and he's playing guitar i can't be like give me that guitar and then show him a new song i wrote and then give it back to him and be like all right now you play it and i'll put the drums over it you know right so I kind of like do these sketches for him, you know, to do so, so he can learn the song before he comes to practice and shit like that. So like, yeah, but a lot of times, like our last album we put out as Buffalo Sex Change, there's like five songs that I like wrote and six that Phil wrote and we recorded them in a studio. And uh, yeah, there was a few of them. I was kind of like, I don't, I like the originals better, you know, like the shitty demos I did mm-hmm. better. I mean, the, the new ones came out great. Don't get me wrong. Like they sound like professional, wider sound. You know, you could hear everything. <clears throat> but there was kind of like a dirty, like dirtiness to the original demos that I'm, just, I'm like, I really like that sound. You know. I mean, that's sometimes why people will take their really nice studio recording and run it through an old reel to reel, you know, recorder, <laughs> and they'll just like put it through the reel to reel. Yeah. And then put it back into their computer and it adds this weird fuzz and this kind of uh, warmth to it that, I mean, even, you know, great studio recordings can sound, can have all that, but yep. sometimes that's a really good, easy fix to get that vibe back. It's, it's, I feel like that's a whole other world of like recording and people that know how to like mix and like what things to use. Like I have no concept of that stuff. It's, it's very interesting, but it's very like terrifying to figure out too. right <laughs> let's talk about the last song then yeah so that one was like it's a very different sounding song than the rest of the ep which i feel like it's more in like the the cheetah-esque sounding stuff but you know it's, it's a similar topic where it's like it's smoke alone my cigarette which is <laughs> i feel like people who smoke i don't personally smoke I mean, I don't smoke cigarettes. I smoke left-handed cigarettes. But I feel like it's a smoking a cigarette's a very social thing, you know. I remember like when I lived down in Brooklyn and we'd play a show, everybody would go after the set, people everybody would go outside and they're like hanging out outside smoking a cigarette and like I used to like socially smoke, but like I kind of like hate smoking. <laughs> but so it's kind mm-hmm. of so it's interesting where it's like because of the coronavirus, it's very like i kind of put a dark like sad tone into it like a like different take on it right the lachita french music that i write is kind of like that it's very it's only french because i said it's french you know what i mean but i guess i feel like it sounds (laughs) like it is you know like i feel like that sound Uh it's a sound that i really like and like i i wish there was more french music that sounded like that and there might be but like it's yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there isn't much anymore, but yeah, it's, I mean, I feel like it's also like very like like that song kind of sounds like you know you're in a 
a dark, smoky, like basement jazz hall, like listening to some weird music, a mm-hmm. bunch of weird characters. But it's it's it has that feel, but then like it's also like the lyrics are like you're you're alone, so you're not really in that room, but you know, the sound kind of has that feel. <laughs> yeah. Someone in the empty club. It's uh, not open because of restrictions. But oh, one thing also too, I wanted to, I wanted to ask, or just kind of, we don't have to go over it heavily, but you made this in a week. So did you write a lot of the songs first, and then later work on them individually, or did you work on one song at a time? You know, building it up and kind of finishing it, and then moving on to the next one. And how did that work in terms of, you know, say it's like a Monday to Sunday or whatever? Yep. Yeah, so I uh, actually started on a Friday. So on Friday, the first Friday, you know, I, I think I was working like these two other songs that are not on the album. And I, I don't know, I was working them a lot. Like I just like couldn't, I was trying to figure out, you know, before I didn't really record much. I was just trying to get the right sound on the guitar. I think that same day I, I wrote um, the first song, Don't Come Over. So I did like guitar and I did like a scratch vocal that I didn't write the lyrics or anything yet at this point. And I did the background vocals and I was like, okay, it's a good sketch. I can leave that, come back and finish doing the lyrics. And, and then I did the, my lover one, which same thing. I kind of had this blathering like melody line and then I did the background vocals to it. That's pretty much what that one is. It's just like background vocals and the guitar. So I got both of those sketches done for, on that first Friday. And then uh, I don't think I did anything on that Saturday. And um, Sunday, I kind of sat back down and was really trying to work on writing more music because I only had two songs at this point that I thought were like going to work. And I just couldn't get anything. I, I, I kind of wrote this one song that's not on the album, but I, I really like it. Like I think it had like a really cool bass line and stuff, but I just don't think it got to where I wanted it to be. Like I, I think I was... Just, I got caught up on it too much. So I had to like stop doing it. Mm-hmm. So I think I kind of was like, I still was working that song for like a few days that, but it didn't make the record. And I kind of, I think at that point I was like starting to write lyrics for don't come over and, and uh, my lover. And I think that the don't come over part, I kind of sat down with a bass and I came up with like that bass line. And I was like, oh, I kind of like where that's going. So I kind of built that percussion wise. I think it was like a Wednesday, like I said, like right before dinner, I I, I got, I, I've been working this whole time through because I do like contracting work. So I've been, so like I'd work all every day and then like come home after five and eat dinner and then try to like work on music. <clears throat> a lot of times I'd be working on music until like 11 or 12, just, you know, so it was, it was like pretty stressful. I was like, damn man, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, you know? So I think it was like a Wednesday. I had like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to finish. Uh, Wednesday, I like wrote the song, um, I Want to Go to Mexico. But I just like wrote the guitar part right before dinner. Went and ate dinner. I kind of played it for my fiance. And I was like, yeah, I think I think I can do something with this. And she was like, yeah, sounds cool. So then the next day, Thursday, I finished that song in like a day. Nice. And it kind of went quick. I was like happy. I was like, okay, this this sounds pretty cool. Like came out fast. Like, you know, I was able to like kind of finish everything. And then I think in that same day, Ben did the smoke alone, my cigarette. And that one came out pretty quick too. It's because it, it's a very 
the guitar parts is like the same thing over and over again. It's nothing really changes, you know? Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a very simple idea and I kind of just like built it with like a bass line and the percussion. So that, I think I've, on Friday, I kind of finished that song. Like I finished like some of the percussion. I feel like I wanted to do more. Like I wanted to like add like some lead stuff on some of the songs, but I just like didn't have enough time. So it was a tight crunch. Like I like finished that, like that last song on Friday and then, yeah, it was, it was uh, stressful. I was pretty stressed, but then I kind of like sent it over to Phil and he like helped master it, which helped it. Cause like I've, I've never mastered a song, so I have no idea like what the hell I was doing. He, uh, he's done that for another one of the, uh, yeah, Jose. Yeah. on Jose's record. He told me about it. So I was like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I want you to do that for me too. <laughs> so I did that. And then, then I was just trying to figure out some artwork. I don't know. That kind of came together pretty easy too. Like I'm, like I said, I'm very technologically not advanced. I suck at technology. So <laughs> luckily my, my fiance, she's pretty good with that stuff. So she helped me use a program to get like different text options. <laughs> so I don't know. It was it was a fun experience cuz I I've been in bands and we've done artwork and all that and like recording and like I've been a part of the process but like not at, not like this, mm-hmm. you know. So it was, I think it was a good like I think I needed to do it, you know, kind of take the reins a little bit. Yeah. There is something wonderful about being the creative voice in all those little parts of the process along the way. Totally. I think like having someone else's input is good. I was showing like some friends artwork I was doing. I'd play them some of the songs. They weren't like telling me like, oh, you should change this and this, but they're, they kind of were giving me a little bit of feedback like, oh, that looks cool. Or like, so yeah, super glad I did it. (laughs) It was like a very like intense week. Yeah. That's where good music comes from. Most of the time is like when you've had an intense experience or like some of the best songs are like after a breakup sometimes, you know, because you're going through so much trauma that like, you need a release of like writing music and yeah. So I f- not that this made me feel like that, but it was like <laughs> having a little bit of pressure, or, like a little bit of like anxiety or like, you know, stress, like I think help with some of the way the songs feel. Okay. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> having that pressure a lot of times can end up releasing someone from, from the burden of worrying about it in a certain way. You know, it's like, yeah, it's yeah. like knowing that you have this small amount of time and you don't have all this time to to mix it or to add things. It's sort of it stops you from being able to agonize it, to overthink it. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. I feel like with like like you know in the past like of, with band records like you could spend. I know Phil has spent like months mixing songs or like a, or an album. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like that's stre- that's got to be like. I don't know. It's gotta be a lot of stress. Yeah. Like to do that over a month. And it's like, so it was good to like, kind of just like do it, get it done with. And then like you get a status, you feel satisfied at the end product. Hopefully you do. I I felt that way. We don't really even, I guess, need to go over it too much, but that was the last question is, uh, you know, how you, how do you feel about the record in hindsight or now that it's done? I think it's, I think it's cool. Like I, I like, I'm not sure if like, I would have ever written a record like or an EP like this if I only had a week to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, you write a bunch of songs for an album and like sometimes there's a few songs that don't make it. And I'm not sure if 
these songs that are out are like some of the ones that would have made it maybe, but <laughs> so it's, so I think that's good though. Like, um, I think it's great to like kind of put like these songs out into the world and, you know, maybe someone will hear it and they really like it and that's cool. If they don't like it, then they, they, they can go fuck themselves. You know what I mean? <laughs> but <laughs> just kidding. So if people do listen to this and, uh, and like it, then where is a good place for people to hear more of your music, either solo projects or Buffalo Sex Change or anything like that? Where should people go? At the moment, the only recorded music I have out other than this is going to be like Buffalo Sex Change. Like I said, I am, I'm in the works of like recording some Lachita stuff and like I'll try to like get like a Bandcamp page and stuff like that. And Buffalo Sex Change has a Bandcamp, I would assume. Yeah, we have Bandcamp. Uh, we have Instagram, that jazz. So, are you guys on Spotify as well, or we are on it. Yep, I think our first two albums. We have two albums out. We we actually were in the process of recording some singles, and then this, you know, the virus happened. So, like, we kind of took a little bit of a break. But uh, I, now that I'm trying to get my shit back up, you know. Now that I got GarageBand and stuff, like I'm hoping maybe we can share some files and finish some of those recordings or we'll see. We'll see. All right, man. Awesome. And thanks for doing this, even though it was a, uh, a stressful week between this and work and stuff like that. And I'm sure, you know, hanging out with your fiance as well during all this. So I don't even, I don't even think about the hard times. It was, it was, it was all sweet from, you know, my perspective now it was all sweet, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's always that's always good. Let the let the bad shit fall away in in the rear view. <laughs> yeah. How's uh how's your little kitty cat doing? Oh, man, he's pictures. He's stupid cute. He's um he's super friendly and uh also there's a uh, you know being in the park is also much more relaxed and so we've taken the cat to the park a few times uh with the nice. harness, harness on and uh you know it's like new friends that have never met him before. He'll just in the middle of this park that's you know there's dogs running around other places and he just like immediately like they'll sit down he walks over and sits on their lap and uh everyone uh just melts he's a he's a adorable like a stupidly adorable little cat (laughs) yeah i bet yeah i I always wonder why i never saw more people like walking their cats like maybe they don't like to do that but (laughs) they don't they don't really walk (laughs) that's the thing is like they might kind of like amble around, but if you actually try to stand up and walk with them somewhere, they just kind of stand there and stare at you kind of like, what, what are you doing? What's going on? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Like, thank you so much again. Yeah. My pleasure. I'm glad that you did it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So have a good day. <laughs> yeah. You too. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Weekly EP. Once again, my name is Cody Swanson. I hope that you enjoyed this week's record and interview. And for anyone that's interested, I will probably post a few pictures of my kitten this week on Instagram because, well, he is a really cute cat. Though at nearly five months old, he's starting to look more just like a regular cute cat and not a kitten anymore. And while you wait for some French style Lachita recordings, I highly recommend that you check out Buffalo Sex Change on Bandcamp at buffalosexchange.bandcamp.com. They've got 
two full albums on there, as well as some super lo-fi good stuff, possibly recorded with the loop pedal amp phone setup. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and give us five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps a lot. Also, you can follow us on Instagram for photos of the guests and the instruments used on each EP and other fun stuff. All the episodes and more are on our website, weeklyep.com. And if you or someone you know would like to do your own weekly EP, please get in touch. We would love to hear from you.